Hello friends, how are you doing? My name is Alex Hershey and I'm the pastor of The Branches and I'm glad that you're watching right now. Grab your favorite drink and let's look at the Word of God together. I am excited about this uh, day and this time that we're starting a new sermon series called The Road to Redemption. We're going to be looking at the book of Ruth, which is just a powerful book and I'm going to take this all the way to Easter. It's going to be a great time, so make sure that you watch every week as we grow closer closer into seeing how we can journey together on this road to redemption. Now, I believe that God is on the move in our world right now. I truly do, and I believe that God is on the move in your life. And as we go through this season right now, I pray that we all learn to open our hearts and receive from God so that we can experience this amazing grace and this forgiveness that comes only from Jesus that allows for us to have life now and forever. It allows for us to live into the love that God has created so that we can love others deeply. I believe that this is the message that Jesus wants for us and the message that we are to carry out as disciples of Jesus. Would you pray with me? Oh God, you are so good. And Lord, we pray right now that your Holy Spirit opens us to your will and your ways. God, we ask right now that whatever is lingering in our hearts that is hard or hurt, that we can lay them down at your feet. We pray right now for the struggles and the temptations and the sins, Lord. We ask for you to release us from this bondage. And we pray right now, Lord, that we can step into the life that you have designed and created for us and live as your disciples seeking out love and holiness in all we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, in 1994, a movie came out that is often found on a lot of top 100 movies of all time. And even you'll find it when you find top 10 movies of all time, you'll find this movie on there. And a lot of times on that short list of 10, you find this movie often at the top of that list. It is a movie that has the famous line in it that says, Get busy living or get busy dying. By the main character, Andy Dufresne. It's the movie Shawshank Redemption. This classic movie about how someone was falsely accused and thrown into prison. How they had everything and then all of a sudden they were broken and had nothing. It's a story that I think we are compelled to because it is a redemption story. A story that can find someone completely broken, but then on the other side of it, find life again. You know, redemption is a theme, is the theme of God's story. In the Bible, it is something that we always see moving, having us move towards. This is a beautiful thing, this redemption. Now, the biblical definition of, of redemption is this. I'm going to read this to you. Redemption is the process by which sinful humans are bought back from the bondage of sin into relationship with God through grace by the payment of Jesus' death. Through all the Bible, this is what we are working toward. What we read and what we listen to, it is this great funnel that God tells us these stories and it is always working us towards redemption. It is always working us this. God is wanting this in all of our lives. He wants his people to be redeemed. So what happens when the unexpected takes place in our lives? 
When all of a sudden we can watch a movie like that and say, I remember when I lost something. And even if we think back a year ago, when something unexpected happened that turned everything upside down like the pandemic, what do we do in those moments? How do we find redemption in those situations where we feel we have lost a year or we feel that all the normalcy will never come back and everything is now different? You know, as we approach this one year anniversary of of COVID-19 hitting our community, I know that there's many of us who are having our PTSD moments and these shouldn't be taken lightly. Medical workers, teachers, bankers, business owners, employees, parents, and those who were alone in their homes in isolation or apartments. It was a time where we collectively experienced fear and isolation. It is something we never thought we had to go through, and yet it's something that we found ourselves in the middle of. And a year later, we were wishing that we could say that this was in the past, and yet we are still dealing with issues of COVID-19. We've laughed and we've cried, and we've laughed and we've cried. So what we need to see, what my hope is, is through this, is that we need to see, in the midst of something like this, how can redemption come to life through this? There have been good moments. Don't I know people have had good moments, but what redemptive things can come out of this? My friends... I want us to look at how we can move from loss into redemption. I want us to see how we can find ourselves in unexpected situations, but in those moments we find God at work. As we look at the book of Ruth, we will find an unexpected hero come to life. One that will pave the way for us all to experience salvation. I'm excited to journey through this book of the Bible with you. And so let us begin at the very beginning. Let us begin at the very beginning of it all. Ruth chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. And it says this, In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judea, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name is Melech. And his wife's name was Naomi, and the names of the two sons were Milan and Kilon. They were Euphrates from Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to Moab and lived there. Now Amalek and Naomi's husband died, and she was left with two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Oprah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about ten years, both Milan and Kilion also died. And Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. (laughs) Well, this is a bleak beginning of the book. So aren't you glad you're watching right now? (laughs) What did your pastor talk about in church on Sunday? Well, he read a passage where half the characters died. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Let's look deeper into this passage. It's not something to laugh about, but yet it is a bleak beginning. It is an empty beginning. We see that first, it takes place in the time of the judges. Just so you can put this in the scale, this is before there were any monarchs. No king or queens or butterflies. No, I'm joking, that's it anyway. But no kings or queens. This is before those days. Judges were governors. 
And then we see that there's this great famine. And, and Emiliac, the, 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 the father, chose to move his family from Bethlehem to Moab. So we see that in this moment of there was a scarcity, there was no food, and there was this emptiness, which is odd because Bethlehem means house of bread, and yet there was no food there. You see, in this culture, we have to understand that family and land were the two most important things. And Emiliac chose to leave family, extended family, and land to go to a new beginning in a foreign city. You know, shortly after arriving there, and they have a 10-year stay there, but shortly after arriving, Emiliac dies. He dies. And now this male-driven world finds Naomi, the one who is named after being pleasant, left in an unpleasant situation. She till, still had two sons who married Moabite women. And as they married those, she was hoping for grandchildren. But 10 years passed and no grandchildren. No grandchildren to keep the name going, to give her meaning and purpose. Instead of grandchildren, both of her sons die. What a moment of feeling helpless. She now had no land. She was a widow and she was childless. She was in a foreign land. Today, if this would happen, this would bring much pain to our lives. In this culture, it was painful and extremely painful, but it also meant emptiness and death forever. And bitterness had fallen upon Naomi. All she had known it was now turned upside down. She was lost in the eyes of the world. She was left wondering, what is the solution? What is the solution? All she had was problems. You know, I believe that we have all had moments where we, in our own ways, have felt like Naomi. We stand there at a loss of what is next and what is it that I'm to do. All I have is problems with no solutions. You feel helpless. You feel lost. You feel confused. Many years ago, I was a youth pastor. It was such a fun job. And if you aren't aware, the branches, I'm really excited, is beginning its search for hiring a full-time youth pastor. I'm really thrilled. So I thank you for your generosity that has allowed for this to happen. And also, I just want to encourage you to be praying for the right fit for the branches. But when I was a youth pastor, I would take our youth on a yearly ski trip. Oh, it was a blast every year, and the kids loved it. And about halfway through my time being a youth pastor, I realized I could take college kids in the middle of the week uh, when they were home over break, and we could go skiing all day. And the first year I did this, I just took a bunch of dudes. We jumped into a vehicle, and we headed up to Michigan, the great mountains of southern Michigan, and we went skiing, right? We went skiing, and it was awesome. And we were amped up, and we were like, we're going to ski all day. We were going to ski. It's going to be great. Now, one of the things when you become a youth pastor is that you actually find yourself often trying to act 10 years younger than what you really are. <laughs> it's not a bad thing until you actually realize that you aren't 10 years younger than what you really are. <laughs> so as we woke up and we traveled and it was going to be a whole day of skiing, uh, I had this mindset that I was going to keep up with all these dudes that were ready to ski all day. And man, we did. It was great. 
It was awesome. It was so much fun. And I did my best to keep up and we were skiing and skiing and skiing. And then all of a sudden someone said, let's go to the Black Diamond. If you're not familiar with skiing, a Black Diamond is the biggest hill, all right? The steepest slope, the scariest thing to go down, right? And I don't know if it was in the midst of me being like, I'm 10 years younger, I'm cool, I'm good, I can keep up with this, or just me just being completely exhausted, but I did not hear that. And I found myself on a ski lift going up with everybody else to go down this black mountain. And I didn't have any thought. I just was going along and talking to the guys and seeing how they were doing and, you know, just doing my thing and, and, and sort of cluelessly fall going up this ski lift. I didn't even think about it when I got off the ski lift and skied down. And then all of a sudden I looked around and I saw everybody I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And then I really looked around. And I, I kid you not, I feel like I could see Detroit in one way, Detroit to the east and Chicago to the west. That's how high up I felt at that moment. And oh my gosh, I just looked around. I'm like, what are these clouds anyway? And then all of a sudden I looked over at the slope and I was like, what did I just get myself into? <laughs> I looked down and it was a slope that was straight down. These Michigan mountains were high in the sky. Oh, there was a problem. I found myself in this problem. And as I began to have Fear fill me. And I looked around and these young dudes were like, let's go. And they had no sympathy for me. They went down while I was just stuck still and not sure what to do. The problem was before me. I didn't know what the solution was, but I knew that it was not a good place to be. I was scared. I was alone and I was cold. <laughs> I do think Naomi may have felt that some way, not that she was out skiing, but that she felt stuck on top of a mountain. All the way around here was just a huge problem. There was no way to know what to do. The joy was gone. The solution seemed out of reach. What good could come from this situation? We have all had moments like this in our lives. I think each and every one of us have at some point, even in this past year. Some of us have dealt with it. Others of us are still dealing with it. And some of us have ignored the problem altogether. If you find yourself on a mountain right now, isolated and alone, and, the, and you, you're wondering what to do, I just... I just want you to know this, that even though you may feel lost right now, you are not alone. But maybe you feel that you're up on this mountain all by yourself because you've lost a loved one. Maybe you've lost a job. You've been in a broken relationship now. Addiction has taken hold of you. A medical report came your way that just took your breath away. Maybe in this past year, you had all of these plans and promises and now none of that happened and maybe it never will. I'm not sure what you're facing right now, but there is a solution. And I want to help you find that solution and how you can work on that journey toward redemption. How you can relate to Naomi in this moment 
of finding yourself standing thinking there's only problems and no solutions. But yet there is a journey that God wants to go with us towards redemption. The first thing is this. To move towards that journey of redemption is this. One, you need to identify the problem. What is it? Right now, Naomi, her, she, she recognized the problem as death. Death of loved ones. She had no land, no family. She wasn't sure she had purpose. She was finding herself in bitterness. What is it that is causing you to be bitter right now? What is it? This is what happened to Naomi. She was bitter at God because she lost her husband and sons. She had no grandchildren. What are you bitter at? Name it and give it to God. Is it a medical report that's causing you to be bitter towards God? Is it a financial situation? Is it a job loss? Is it a relationship that's been broken or is breaking? You need to name that and give it over to God. Identify the problem. Identify what is causing bitterness upon your heart. The second thing is this. How do you move towards that journey and road towards redemption? Pay attention to God. Naomi is lost in a foreign land. Then we hear in verse 6, so we read through verse 5. Verse 6 says this, When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. Although there was no indication that Naomi will survive death of her sons and her, and her husband, the anticipation of God's involvement in her restoration rises as she hears that the Lord had paid attention to his people providing food for them. She gets excited. Naomi, who was standing on top of the slope, pays attention to God and realizes that God is still moving and that God wants her to move by survive by moving forward. Now, it is terrifying to take that next step in life, but this is when we find we need to. When we are grieving, hurt, confused, or lost in our own sin, it is hard to pay attention to God. And it is hard to even move forward, but this is exactly what Naomi does. When she feels lost, she pays attention and sees that God is on the move, and she moves towards where God is working. We need to do the same. Even though we may feel that the dark moments of life have captured us, we need to learn to break free. Even though we feel like maybe this is it, this is all we have, we need to see that God is not done with you yet. One of my favorite passages in the Bible is where Paul writes something that I believe Naomi would find fitting and she wouldn't say, I needed to hear this. In Philippians 1.6 it says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. There are some times I read this and someone needs to hear it today when I read it. I said, someone needs to hear this today. But today I'm saying this and I feel that everyone needs to hear this passage right now. God is not done with you yet. The unexpected may have happened. The unexpected may be herming your heart. But God is not done with you yet. God is not done with you yet. There are good things that are at work and are starting in you. Maybe a few years ago or maybe what seemed like a lifetime ago, God is going to bring those things to completion and make them good. Be confident in this. 
God will see it through. If it is not good, it is not done. It is not the end. Red, who was in Shawshank Redemption, Andy's good friend, he says this. He said, Andy Dufresne, who crawled through a river of crap and came out clean on the other side. That's the TNT edited version. But I love that. That's redemption. Sometimes we have to get through the crap of life, the hardships of life, and then we will come out clean on the other side. On the road to redemption, we will face problems. There will be troubles in this world, but God is the solution through his son, Jesus. Through this journey, the whole time, God will be there. God will be with you. God does not leave you abandoned on top of a mountain. So as I stood on top of the slopes of Michigan, looking down, I realized that I had to go. The only way to get, the only solution was to ski up to the edge of that slope and just let gravity do its work. And as I went down that slope, screaming all the way and saying words that were edited by TNT, <laughs> and in a matter of seconds, because it was a slope in Michigan, I was at the bottom of the hill with the dudes cheering me on. Friends, as we navigate the road of redemption, there will be moments that we have to get through that are scary and painful. But as a church, we know that we have God who is going with us and a community of people who are cheering us on as we go through it. The road to redemption is not a solo adventure. It is one that we travel with God with and we travel with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Let us today walk confidently with the Lord who will see us through. Would you pray with me? Oh God, there are many of us who feel trapped on top of a mountain right now. We feel grief and we feel pain. But we pray right now that we can learn to walk confidently with you. That you will carry us, that you will lead us, that you will guide us through the sufferings so that we can walk down this road of redemption and experience great freedom in your son, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Blessings upon you guys. Thank you for watching. And uh, know this, Jesus loves you. Bye.